the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here at uh, Coca Booth Amphitheater. And uh, we are here for the Wine Festival, uh, sponsored by Curtis Media Group. And uh, what a gorgeous morning. Brother Rufus is here and Gerald Adams. Gerald, how you doing? You all right? I'm doing good. Yeah. You, y'all gonna have to share mics for a while here. Yeah. <laughs> Can you? I don't. Uh, I don't hear anything. No, I don't hear anything. Okay. I think we're gonna. I'm hearing Mike now. Yeah. I. Yeah, we got you. Okay. We got you. Um, <laughs> well, for, I, I, forgive I, I, us. Let me tell them I'm alive and well. For, forgive us. Rufus is here, too. Rufus just yeah, I'm, I'm hearing my Mike Rayleigh now. All you NC State people, <laughs> I want you to know that Mike gave me this uh, golf shirt. Fine looking. Uh, fine looking. Well, I have influence. My sister went to Carolina, and so did my daughter. My son almost did. So Right. Um, and I'm hearing short, uh, short sleeves because it's, it's my kind of weather. About 60 degrees, sun shining. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of weather. You know, I, I I think it's perfect this morning. It's just just and you know this afternoon it's it's going to be warm, but it's not going to be humid. So it's it's going to be a glorious day in the tri. Work, we work in we the just don't this deserve afternoon. it. Yes, we sorry. just don't deserve it. <laughs> yes, we do because the cold <laughs> is coming next week. Are you playing? Have you do you play golf anymore? I hadn't played in a while. Yeah, I haven't played in about. Uh, 50 years. <laughs> uh, between all I got going on and, and grandchildren, that's that's about taking up all the time. Yeah. Uh, Somebody one time said to my Uncle Wade, uh, she was very religious, she said, it's awful how you play golf on a Sunday. And Uncle Wade's cousin said, it's awful how he plays golf every day. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, it's awful how I play golf. <laughs> He wants to play better. I just uh, saw a story that Tar Heel Traveler did about a uh, an amateur who has won like a hundred and some events, and he's on the Wall of Fame six times as an amateur. But he he said he turned pro for a couple of years, but he just he missed the cut for the tour uh, for some reason. He's he's very good. He's 72. He's still competing on the Senior Amateur Tour. Uh, wow. Uh, that's incredible to to be uh, to have a gift like that because it well, is a it is a gift. Well, Mike, I, I'm 82 and I walked in here. Is that is that a, is that a gift? <laughs> yeah, the only thing I worry about is that we're we're facing uphill here, right. and I'm you know if we get too relaxed, we're going to tip over. <laughs> be like tipping a like cow. I feel like I'm sinking. <laughs> What's that country song? I'm falling. <laughs> uh, all right, well. And, and just to let everyone know, they've not opened up here yet, so the wine is not available. No, I. People think I, we got I, There are wine start. cakes that are going to be here today? 
Wine-infused so, cupcakes. I'm looking at the trailer right So they got a syringe that they infuse? I don't know. Is that how you infuse? Is that, a, is that how you infuse, Harrison? Okay. You had wine cupcakes? At the fair. At the, oh, they had them at the fair. How about that? You didn't eat. You didn't eat a wine-infused cupcake at the fair, did you? No, I didn't. I uh, I got down there to be with you so we could let them know that WPTF was there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's by the way, Mike, I want to tell you what a, you were there. We had such a wonderful gathering of the Super Kids. I am so impressed. Thursday with Thursday night at, at Pam's restaurant, and we had we had uh, listeners from PTF there that uh, Jeff called me the other day, mm-hmm. and we got on the air, and. Uh, Gerald, we had just a fantastic time. Had about 200 people there, I'm told. Yeah, and the that's food good. was great. It yeah. raised a lot of money, and there were uh, our garden folks, including Mike Rayleigh, uh, Phil Nelson, and Nelson were all there. Very generous, and uh, we're going to put some kids in school that otherwise would not get to go. And there were there were young people. There was a, a young lady who was uh, an EM. Was she an EMT or she was uh, yeah. just a level below that or something? I mean, she's, Well, she was in her trainee yeah, okay. for EMC, one of our super kids, and she came in her uniform. Yeah. And I and she's such a good-looking girl. I said, now, none of you boys pass out here on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants, I mean, she wants to do it all. She wants to, to head up everything uh, across the nation uh, eventually. So she has well, I think lofty she's got goals. It, she's got it to do it. Yeah. Now, she's the young lady that we mentioned some time ago, years ago on the program, that uh, as a young, before Gerald, even before she was a teenager, she had established a food pantry mm-hmm. oh, yeah. out, out around Kinston yeah. and was on uh, national TV and just a fine, fine young lady. And she wants to go into, she first, well, whatever she wants to do, she'll do. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, well, that, that attitude, that attitude. Now, does she go to East Carolina? Well, she went to Barton. Barton, okay, yeah. It used to be Atlantic Christian. Right. So, yeah, wonderful. Okay. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Again, we're at Coca Booth Amphitheater. You knew Coca well, didn't you? I certainly did. He was a, such a, he a was, fine individual, so friendly, and everybody loved him. He was one of those uh, elected officials that people learn to like. He and he's credited, I believe, with with uh, bringing Kerry forward uh, and, and all that it's become here. And it's a, uh, you know, it's it's quite it's a, obviously a very popular place to live, and um, it it has its quaint appeal too. You know, they have little uh, festivals all over the place, and um, I just love it. I mean, there's some great restaurants around here, and, uh, you know, Marshall, Cary, all of, all the towns, Fuquay, Zebulon are all really becoming, you know, a bit different than they were. Somebody told me that when you add up all the population in Cary, that it was the fourth largest populated city in North Carolina. I had yeah. no idea. I, I don't doubt that. You heard that, Gerald? I've not heard that. Several hundred I don't, thousand. I don't doubt it. Yeah, several hundred thousand people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, this, I salute, this looks uh, like salute a, Coca Booth. He just passed yeah. away fairly. This recently. looks like a Roman encampment out here, <laughs> with all these white tents. I, 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 fit, I think so. I was going to ride out on a, a steed with their armor on and do a. Well, you know, they fight. have these these Renaissance fairs with people who dress up like that. They have those all over the country, yeah. probably all over the world. 
Maybe I, you need to get involved I, with something I like that. that. You could be I, when I see one coming toward me, I avoid him. You could be a knight. There's one coming up. Yeah, so uh, we'll find out more about that oh. in case you want to oh. dust off your armor. No, I'm a coward. I'm going to run. I, I want a horse that'll run the other way. <laughs> when was the last time you rode a horse? Well, that's been about 20 years ago. <laughs> and I did have a, a wonderful horse when I was growing up named Lady. Oh. A lady and I would go up and down the creek bank and see a cottonmouth moccasin lying there. And I, I believe it or not, I was uh, good with a 22 rifle. Uh-huh. And I would shoot cottonmouth moccasins on top of old lady. I didn't know they had cottonmouth moccasins yeah, up, up in the mountains. Up in the mountains. That you'll get one once in a while. Oh. I yeah. thought y'all had rattlers. But that horse, that horse was a western trained horse. And I taught her to help open a gate. Uh, it, it was a sliding gate. Now, I'm not saying she would take the the, the gate with a latch on it. Yeah. But you could uh, a sliding gate, and she would open it up and back up and let me go through and then turn around and could wow. close it again. I never had to get off the horse. That so it was a, a horse, not a mule. It, it was a real horse. Her name was Lady. Quarter horse. Quarter horse. Oh, wow. yeah. <clears throat> now, Gerald, he, he was behind... Two mules most of the time. Tell us in, about that, Gerald. I'm uh, not quite that old. I'm, I'm getting old. Oh, you didn't have to there. work behind the mule. I started on the Cub tractor, and we just had gone from slides to trailers with wheels on them oh, okay. when I first started. Now, my oldest brothers knew about mules, and my father would tell you more than you wanted to know yeah uh, about mules and he used to if you complained any and all he said well you could be on a mule <laughs> i'm sorry yeah the slides and the mules i i, I do remember that vividly uh, all over nash county so yeah well uh we we uh <clears throat> encourage you to call uh gerald you've been uh planting anything lately this is a pretty good time of year to plant it's a great time to plant trees and shrubs right now uh, as usual it was time to reseed your lawn so it's quit raining that seems to go hand in hand every october when yeah. you overseed and the rain stops uh you know so you're obviously going to have to water but you can't get a better time of the year spring is good but i i really if if i can i prefer to plant in the fall you believe it or not even a deciduous tree can start to put on roots yeah. during the winter and you're just that much farther ahead going into that first summer well it just it just hits a a, a big wall with that hot weather that that uh, suddenly hit, gets us and, and some things don't <clears> overcome <throat> that especially if you get a little tardy in your watering uh, yeah so your chances of, of success are always better if you can get it in the ground in the fall somebody was talking about uh yesterday i, I was out at uh, phil's and uh, somebody was talking about planting a tree and they found out that there were they had a uh thought they had a dead limb on it it was a limb that was not doing very well and they found there were air pockets had just not been packed properly can you talk about that well one of the things this that's why it's so critical to really thoroughly water as soon as you plant uh, because if you leave, if you just throw in some loose soil and you don't really water it uh, and those air pockets are in there it causes it to develop the wrong kind of root that's not going to help it become sustainable uh, and, you know, sometimes that's uh, uh, for some type of trees in particular that can they can never get rooted properly. And so they just never really take off and grow. And it looks like they're alive going into a slow decline. 
Uh, so one, uh, it's not just getting water to the roots, it's packing that soil around them is why it's so important to water it way more than you would if you were just normally go water the tree that first time. Yeah. Really, really soak it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I planted the other day with your, your buddy Palmer, <laughs> Gerald. Uh, we planted three azaleas and three uh, hydrangeas. And, and I said, Palmer, water it so deeply that the water stands for a while. And you, you can't, really when you're in the fall like this hotter weather, you can't water them too much, right? No, I, I don't no. believe, it's just, it's just not, not possible. And we, we don't water as much during the winter, and, and we should. I mean, you know, there's desiccation from the, the, the cold winds and so forth, but uh, throughout the fall, we, you know, the evaporation rates are not as high, but uh, we obviously still have to water throughout the, just like we do during the spring. Well, what, what you can get sometimes in the winter is the cold yeah. will pull the moisture up out of the ground, right. particularly if you're for shallow planted annuals like pansies. Yeah, uh, that yeah. don't develop much of a root and you've built up a good bed they really need something that drains well well that draining well it will suck the moisture out of them and especially your containers yeah um, that, that's why I, uh, I learned from you Gerald, a long time ago build a little uh, fortress around the plant and especially in wintertime when it's so hard that you can hold water in there i call it a fortress you i'm sure you call it something else but uh, well, little, it's it's kind of a hold the hold the water there. Yeah, I mean you 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 plant it and and build up the soil a little bit around uh, the the tree the trunk, and then you kind of pull right away from the trunk, so it the water can you build a little, little basin in. there a basin. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, have we got time for a public service announcement? Absolutely, sir. Well, Anything well, you want to do? I, I have a a dear lady, and I know that Gerald knows her, Sheila Ogle from uh, down in Cary. She wrote me about a program that, uh, that Pastor Jeffrey Robinson, uh, who's associated with the Panther Branch Rosenwall School. Now, Rosenwall is a, is a, a kind of school that was, uh, a man started them in the Depression for poor kids so they could mm. go to, they're all over the country. Yeah. But he wants to start a program to help provide food for the needy and teach youngsters the value of working with the soil. And he's asking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. Now, so if you want to help some kids start a garden and you live in that area or close to it, uh, get up with Pastor Jeffrey Robinson at the Panther Branch Rosenwall School and tell him you want to volunteer. Uh, he he really has a, a great idea. And anytime you can get a young person involved in, in working with the soil, uh, goodness knows we, we can tell you what it does for them. Yeah. You, you show me somebody that... It's sort of raised on a farm, and I'll show you a pretty good fella or a pretty good lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, thank you, Rufus. They're yeah. adaptable. <laughs> they're uh, people who grow up on farms are adaptable. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can can get up with the Reverend Jeffrey Robinson, Panther Branch Rosenwall School, and he will uh, appreciate any help you can give, either either funds or helping uh, establish the garden. Now, Panther Branch is near Panther Creek. Uh, Cheryl, that Cheryl a, you know that. that. Well, I don't know that. I was thinking earlier just Panther Creek when Rufus was asking Panther me Branch. I've heard of that, too. Forgive my ignorance. I, I love geography. I should know this. But, well, maybe uh, somebody will call in yeah. and tell us the difference. Absolutely. My information said Panther Branch. That's Yeah, I've heard of Panther Branch, too. 
All right, you're listening to The Weekend Gardener. We're at the Wine Festival at Cocobooth Amphitheater. Just follow the signs. That's, uh, that's the way you do it. This is quite a huge complex out here. It's, uh, you know, it's a mile or so off of uh, Tryon Road, uh, the amphitheater itself. The last time I was out here, uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've, I'm ashamed to say, uh, since I've been out here. Uh, and oh, that's that's Garner. Okay, yeah, I didn't think that was Kerry, um, but we, uh, yeah, we were here years ago uh, for a Willie Nelson concert and went on <laughs> went on Willie's bus. Uh, the, our sister station QDR. I was uh, part of uh, that morning show at the time, and and uh, that was uh, that was it was quite a quite a meeting with with Willie there. He. <laughs> <laughs> he's a quite a guy. He's a nice guy, really. Is. Oh yeah. But we went in. We went into all of the, uh, the Mike Wheelers and uh, Morgan Thomas and I went in with uh, bandanas that had these uh, fake pigtails hooked to them. <laughs> so we, so we were supposed to look like Willie, and he he got a chuckle out of that. So I, I see one here called Panther Branch Community Center. Yeah. And that is where it's near. You, it's near Garner. Ten ten. Ten ten Garner. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Everything's around ten yeah. ten. By the way, our friend Tara Britt is listening this morning. I know. She told me the other night she was going to be listening. I saw yeah. her at uh, the Super Kids dinner. So uh, hey uh, to you, Tara. Well, the one thing that she misses, she moved into a place that doesn't have a, a, a yard, and she's always lamented that she doesn't get to grow things anymore except on her her patio. So keep the patio full. Yeah. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up from Coca Booth Amphitheater and the Wine Festival. Uh, wine and <laughs> wine infused cupcakes. Uh, just to start this morning here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener, it's 825. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at the uh, North Carolina Wine Festival uh, here at Coca Booth Amphitheater just off of Tryon Road in Cary. And uh, we'd love to see you out here today. It's a, a glorious day. And uh, we hope, hope you'll join us. Uh, if you have a question about uh, gardening, please call us. Uh, you can come out here also and uh, check out all of the wines. And uh, Steve is in Garner. Hey, Steve. Hey guys, good What's morning. What's going on? Oh, I'm refurbishing my daisy garden. Good for you. What are you <coughs> refurbishing it with? Some new varieties or what? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm pulling up clumps and refurbishing the. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pulling up clumps and refurbishing the soil. I'm putting yeah. uh, manure and uh, topsoil in. All right. So you do you have to uh, divide them? Well, we do when we have yeah, when we have to, but right now the clumps I'm pulling up are struggling because the uh, soil has got poor. Right. Uh, they've been in the ground for third, about uh, 20 years. They, they, they've uh, it's depleted it, so I'm refurbishing the whole. Uh, I'm taking the whole clump up and refurbishing the whole with uh, new soil. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's that's quite a job, but 
you're able to dig and, and uh, stay out there a while now, aren't you? And it's a great oh, morning yeah. to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough now that I'm able to get out there and actually uh, dig holes and refurbish the holes. So I'm, I'm in my happy place when I'm out there. Yeah. Wonderful. So you gonna you gonna plant anything else out there uh, in the coming days? Not yet. No, we're we're just trying to uh, get our garden back to its uh, its normal self. For two years, I haven't been able to do any gardening, and so now right. I'm trying to catch up and just get what I've got back to its uh, to its magnificent self, and then I'm gonna. Then we'll look at uh, adding anything else. Yeah. You know, so when uh, just one more. When is the next meeting? Which is the next meeting uh, for your for your club in March, and we're now meeting at the uh, at the uh, Ralston Arboretum. Oh, wonderful! Sunday afternoon okay. at two o'clock. All right. Well, very good. I'll well, have more information next week. Okay, buddy, that's great. All right. Steve, a lot of a lot of people. Uh, We're listening to you. Steve, a lot of people ask me about who's Steve, and they they have kept up with your progress and how you have gone from the depths of despair when you were so bad off with your cancer and how you have fought it and come back, and you have quite a few folks out there who have been pulling for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, every time I meet, meet people out on the road, when it's like it's uh, at our functions and at other places, I uh, hear my voice. And, You're on the radio, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> See, we make stars yeah. out of everybody. Apparently, I have a voice for radio. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Well, the, the, the most important thing is to have a face for radio. Yeah, that's right. Michael's got one of those faces I for do, radio. I do. I do have a and face Gerald, for radio. Yeah. yeah. I've had people actually come up to me and say they look forward to hearing from me on the weekend. So that's I'm, nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. All right, buddy. You take care. I right, Love you guys. You take. Yeah. You, yeah you, you and your wife have a great, great day. Don't work too hard. By the way, Mike, we're I heard from going to visit with our grandkids today. So, uh, oh, okay, that'll be fun. Yep, we're on our way to Fayetteville. Okay, oh, drive carefully. All right, you guys right. have a good day. Yeah, you too. We heard from the whip over the weekend who gave <clears> a report on yeah. the on the Confederate roses. And are mine, they blooming now? And mine, mine have bloomed, uh, and he said his is just a glow. And what family is that, uh, Gerald? It's in the Rose Mallow family. Some people refer to it as Dixie Rose Mallow, but naturally I call it Confederate Rose. And oh, right. I apologize if it, you know, offends people. Well, that's what it's well, always yeah, if that, If that's politically incorrect, then we're in trouble. Yeah. So it, it really does look like a rose, but it's, it's bigger, isn't it, the, the bloom? Not really, not mine. The, the bloom looks really more like a peony. Oh, okay. Well, that, see, that's that, what I was thinking of. Then it does. Uh, <clears throat> then it does. I was thinking rose. it was about the size of a penny, and, and but it's, it's not, a, is it's it? It's a spectacular pink bloom, and I'm about to take a bunch of cuttings. Oh my goodness, that is so wonderful, so wonderful. I I, I want to be in the first beggar line. Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to have one though. I do not have one, and and I I guess I can dig up something. That's a you know that's 
something I, I'm really sorry about that I didn't lay out my uh, property better over the years uh, well, for no, plants. Well, nobody like gotta... I do. You find a square foot that's vacant, <laughs> and I you put something in it. But we, we're not, we're not um, you know, doing what we, we preach. And so, some of those things are, are crowding one another out right now, but I can always saw it down. Yeah, I can hear, uh, I can hear them crying. I had to do a, a <laughs> J.C. Ralston, uh, Arboretum director, pull out a, I, I saw a camellia that just kept not, not doing like I wanted to do. I pulled that baby out and put another one in. And I, it, it sort of hurt me because it had a couple blooms on it. I know. But it just was not doing like it should They do. become our friends. And I, and I took it out of there. Especially ones that have been around for a long time. Yeah. All right, uh, we can dig things up and share it with somebody else, maybe, if it's got a good root system. All right, uh, 919-860-9783. Thomas is in just just uh, up there in Rockingham County, I believe, not far from the Virginia border in Eden. Thomas? Oh, well, okay, we lost him. And let's see. Oh. We're at, uh, I'll tell you where we are. We're at Koga uh, Booth Amphitheater with the North Carolina Wine Festival. Uh, it, uh, Harrison, what time does it open up? Is it is it at 10? I think it's at 10 that it opens up this morning. 11. Yeah, 11? Okay. Well, I mean, if you had wine last night, you may be a little hungover and want to start late. <laughs> Who knows? At any rate. Uh, come on out this morning. You might be able to sneak your way through and, and uh, come talk to us for a while. We'd love that. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Gerald, for folks who, uh, give me an assessment of overall for your tomato year. <clears throat> so this year was what I would call a fair year. Uh, the tomato diseases were not quite as bad in general but we had a hotter than normal summer in regard to days over 90 degrees. And most tomatoes, when that happens, the pollen dries up before they fruit. So you've got a live plant, disease-free, and you don't have any fruit on it. Right. So that's a sad state of affairs <clears throat> when that happens. So I had, a lot of, I had a lot of people call, text, email me. I, I, I see blooms, I don't see any fruit, and that's the reason why. Mm -hmm. But along about Labor Day, things started to pick back up. Uh, and, and, you know, some people have had a successful fall season. Some people got frustrated and snatched them up and started over with some other fall vegetables. But it was, uh, I'd say, maybe one notch better than average. And if we hadn't had so much of that hot weather, it would have been a really, really good year. So uh, if, if we are uh, preparing for next year, uh, should we do anything to the soil now or is it too early? <clears throat> well, if you're, it's a little <clears throat> too early unless you're not planting anything. You could always add uh, some leaf compost into mm. the ground now and get that you know, breaking down even better. What kind of uh, soil test help? I mean, what, what, what kind of pH do we need for uh, a, a tomato? The, the soil always helps. You need the, the pH is important, but the lime is the calcium which stops blossom in rot. And that's critical. Every right. tomato I ever plant, I put a small handful of lime in the hole with it when I plant it. And yeah. that's really to provide calcium, which will stop the blood. Even in a pot. Even in a pot. Yeah. Uh, so I, in I do that. And some people, you know, 
uh, you, you can you can sow a winter cover crop in it, even sowing rye uh, grass in, in your beds now and turning it over into the soil, you know, a good month, six weeks before you go and plant. That will add some nourishment back to the soil. Uh, or you can just recover like I am and get prepared to go for next year. Ah, uh, the, the sounds of fall, right. a leaf blower. Oh my. <laughs> Well, we're going to turn in now, Gerald, to the third year of the Rufus Tomato. I believe it is, well, one of our third year? Uh, yes, and, you, you know, we've had it morph now, so there's two different Rufus Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, I got one. Uh, uh, He's right. got the other. Yeah, mine's orange, and yours is my, mine speckled? Was, mine or? was pink, about the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. And as I told you, I, I sliced it, and there were green streaks in it and pink flesh. Yeah. yeah. And it was delicious. Yep, yeah, my, the, the orange one was too. The good news is the orange one is good too. Uh, and how, and, and really in something that's that new, it was a mutation off another tomato and then it's mutated again. Because the orange one tastes well, I've had three other people report that, then I'll save the seed out of it. I won't have as many of the orange ones next year because I didn't have one of the ones I were growing was orange. All of mine that I had growing for seed this year are the original right. ones. So I don't know if we'll have to have, you know, Rufus Attorney General, Rufus Secretary of State, Rufus. <laughs> we may have to put a little subtitle name on to them, but we'll be thinking of that between now and next year. But the important yeah. thing, both of them taste good. They're keepers. So yeah, they. Uh, I, I, I sliced one open one time. Uh, at home for somebody, and it had that green streak in it. They said, "What's wrong with that thing?" I said, "You taste it, and then and then say that to me." And it was sort of sort of decorative. Yeah, a little I lime said, sherbet said, in there. That is a right? designer tomato. <clears throat> That's what? infused with something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it infused with is flavor. Yeah. Uh, I every tomato that I have grown. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Ninety-eight percent of every tomatoes I've ever grown that had some green on the interior when it was good and ripe, all tastes good. Oh. I don't know the science behind that. I just know know it for a fact on the taste bud test. Well, these were little symmetrical green streaks that were evenly divided and uh, quite intriguing, quite intriguing. Mm-hmm. So you sat there and analyzed it before you, you I, put the, I, I the mayonnaise on it? I studied it, <laughs> yeah. As any any good lawyer should do. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, it does. Uh, we're looking at a photo of uh, Confederate Rose, and that does look more like uh, a uh, peony. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So what's the diameter of that, would you say? What, four inches? A big, big one's four inches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And cool. so... Uh, Full they, they bloom. They bloom. Start blooming about now. Now mine was bloomed two weeks ago. They don't last but about two weeks. So love them while you got them. Yeah. And it, and mine is very tall. I'd say it's twelve feet tall. Should and you it, cut those back? Yeah. You have to. They, yeah. They're just like the uh, hibiscus. Yes. It, isn't it in the hibiscus family? Yeah, it, it, I was about to say the rose mallow yeah, is, the, is how, yeah. The, all this above ground dies back every year. You mm -hmm. cut it back. But what you'll see two, three, four, five years into it, the clumps get bigger, and they normally get a little bit taller. Yeah. Uh, and every now and then, some years, I've had some bloom the 1st of October. 
but somewhere between the first of October and Halloween, uh, they're going to bloom, and it and it puts on a. People will stop and ask you, "What is that?" Right. That's the kind of show it puts on. Now right. on that clump, I know mine <clears throat> this year had an additional couple stalks. Uh, I guess four or five years, well, a little bit earlier than that. Go ahead and cut that clump in, in two and divide it. Yes, it, it, it depends all on if you've got enough room. If you've got enough room, you can just let it get bigger. But if it's starting to get a little too wide for you, you can. It's easy. Now you may have to have a axe or a bush axe to get. That's gonna, that's a pretty sturdy. That underground rhizome is is something. But you, uh, it's no worse than like a canna lily or something. You can get it cut in two, won't hurt a thing, move it somewhere but else. But you don't have to divide it like you would a can. No, you, you just are, are going to cut it in half or uh, make three-thirds, I mean, you know, third of it. Or I mean, it, it, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, they are significantly slower to root cutting-wise. So yeah. that that is something that takes a, they're a little, little slower to root. But I, I'm going to do a batch of about 50 or so this winter. Well, I, I'm rooting for you on that. I want you to know that. And I want first dibs on a couple because I, I don't think you can have too many of those things. No. So uh, I meant to mention to this to you early when you brought up the Super Kids dinner the other night. When Melissa and I walked in, no lie, a guy, I'm not, I don't remember who it was, if I even knew him, he says, there's little Rufus. And called you? He called me Little Rufus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you turn around and say, no. take that back I said, what you. a nice compliment. What a great compliment. <laughs> See, we spent so much time together. Oh, good. I'm Lord. Little Rufus. <laughs> you said, well, you must head, be Big Rufus. My head is not as big as, as that Rufus. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Ooh, that's funny. That it is really so is. Funny. I wish I, could, I, wish I knew who, who said that, but. <laughs> Right as way, the first person I saw when we walked in. Speaking of plants, Phil had two. I don't know whether you saw them or not. Uh, there, no, a I close didn't. Look, uh, two beautiful plants in urns, with uh, the usual things, Gerald, the evergreen, the metal, and the videographer who's doing a documentary on me, uh, Mr. Carl White, of the the Carolinas. He's got a program that uh, took them. He said, I have to have these. Uh, because he said they, they look so pretty. Yeah. And he said, do I keep them inside? I said, oh, Lord, no, you don't mm -hmm. keep them inside. I said, that, that evergreen in there, about five years from now, you'll have to top that baby out. I said, you're not going to get any timber out of it, but uh, it'll, it'll grow big and just in the fall of the year, put in your fall plants around the edge of it. In the spring of the year, put some, put some pansies or some, some snaps. Yeah, we went out and bought some uh, pansies yesterday at uh, at Phil's and a few other things make some containers particularly but uh, it's a great time go out uh, to Campbell Road Nursery and uh, maybe if if, uh, if you uh, are nice to Phil she might put you on a golf cart and take you around to the greenhouses so you can see the zillions Ooh. of pansies growing that is quite a sight yeah that's, that's a canopy of art yeah all right, you're listening to The Weekend Gardener on WPTF. We're at the North Carolina Wine Festival, and they will open here at uh, Cocoa Booth Amphitheater at 11. So uh, you'll catch us uh, coming out the door, uh, I suppose, unless you can uh, can get, get move your way in here somehow. But it starts at 11 for VIPs, yeah. uh, and uh, we must be pre-VIPs. <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're freebies, yeah. 
and then noon for uh, for uh, everybody else. So the North Carolina Wine Festival here at Coca Booth Amphitheater, just off Tryon Road. Uh, follow the signs; you'll you'll see the signs. Uh, Regency Park and and uh, the um, Coca Booth Amphitheater here on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. It's eight fifty. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus all right we're uh we're here at the coca booth amphitheater in Cary. what a gorgeous day i can remember being at keenan stadium as a report well we were doing the tailgate show many years ago and it was uh, spectacular the colors were were just just perfect and the trees uh, and it was it was just a, a, a glorious morning out there. So this is we love fall in North Carolina. It's nothing like it. Uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener, Coca Booth Amphitheater for the North Carolina Wine Festival, and it, it opens up essentially at noon. Uh, but uh, if you're a, a VIP, if you have VIP tickets, then you can get in. That's got to involve taste testing somehow. If you're a VIP, you think Possibly. so? Yeah. So less crowded. Well, I'm sure you can taste test anyway out here. So I don't know what that involves. Maybe you get a trinket. <laughs> so uh, we're here. It's easy to find. Just just follow follow the signs. That that's important uh, to to get into the amphitheater. And I, I think there's plenty of parking out here because uh, they have pretty big crowds and some really fine concerts and activities here at Coca Booth. And Coca Booth was the mayor of Cary for many years and he he really built uh, helped Bill Cary into uh, what it is today. Uh, it's a metropolis and a you know a, a center of a, of technology to a certain extent uh, with that all that's going on uh, you know right on the edge of the uh, RTP. So it's uh, it's not a bedroom community for, for Raleigh anymore. But in Coca- nor, nor a sleepy little country town. Absolutely <laughs> is not. Although there, if down on Academy Street, it still has some of that character in the downtown area. And I know they're going to, uh, they have big plans for the downtown area, that, that too. That park, they're getting pretty close to finishing this yeah. downtown, I mm-hmm. think. I don't know when the, right. quote, uh, opening date is, but I think it's getting pretty close. Yeah, so uh, we can all look. Look forward to that. There are a lot of things going on in the in the Triangle area. It's quite everybody seems to want to live here, and I can understand why. As I have lived here for for over 50 years, so uh, come out and join us for the North Carolina Wine Festival this weekend. Uh, Gerald Adams is with us. Brother Rufus is uh, also here, and um, he's uh, out politicking somewhere as he uh, usually does. You know, you just can't keep him in one place. Uh, and, for for a long time, but Gerald, uh, we we got the tomatoes. I want to I want to talk. Uh, we got uh, a couple of minutes here about lawns. Is it uh, too late to establish a, a fescue lawn to uh, fertilize a fescue lawn? It's certainly not too late to fertilize, and it's not too late to overseed. But you're getting close. Uh, the issue is one. 
The seed may not germinate that well if we start having nights where it gets below freezing. Yeah. Uh, so we you know we've not had our first frost yet, uh, but you need you need to get on with it here in the next week or, or ten days. Uh, and the the you've got to if we we're in that period with no rain, you've got to put a little bit of water on it. You've got to get those seedlings up, and you've got to put a little water to them to help them get established. And and if you can do that, you're you're off to the races. Yeah. The leaves, uh, the leaves dropping is. How do we care for that with with blowers? Well, you you blow it the first time, but you can't put that blower back on it until those seeds popped up. Do you gonna probably spread your seeds yeah. all around and have some right. bare spots and too heavy in other places? So I tell everybody to clean them off good. Once the seed pops up, and even if it's up only an inch, you can lightly blow it. You don't need to put that 200-mile-an-hour blower yeah. on it there, but you can lightly blow it. That's better than putting a leaf rake on it. The leaf rake is way more likely to pull those little seedlings up. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's good to know. I know people are a little antsy about that. I'd like to be able to find a, a small bag of fertilizer. <laughs> it's just because I don't have a lot of grass anymore. Yeah, that's that's hard to do. The good really news is. is the fertilizer doesn't go bad unless you let it get damp. Okay. or something, but it, it's hard to find less than 50-pound bags. Yep. Or, and if you do, this uh, it costs just as much for 25-pound right. almost. We'll be back from the North Carolina Wine Festival in Cary.